In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Just a reminder that Diet Starts Tomorrow is a podcast for entertainment purposes only. It is not a medical podcast and does not constitute medical advice. Always seek the advice of a physician or a health professional. Betches Media presents Diet Starts Tomorrow. But I stand behind my decision to avoid salad and other disgusting things. With hosts Remy Casimir. I'll have what she's having. And Emily Lubin. Remember, choose like you have a secret. We're here to amuse your boosh. Hello, and welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Remy. And I'm Emily. And today we have a few DS Teachable Moments, our favorite segment. Favorite. And if we have time, perhaps a scoop du jour and maybe even a game. Maybe even a game. Okay, so this first DS Teachable Moment, um, DST listener Sydney submitted, hey, recently been hearing a lot about Kibbe body typing, and this is spelled K-I-B-B-E, and curious what you guys think. Is this useful, problematic, and promoting thinness, et cetera? Would love to hear your thoughts. So we looked at this. There's a New York Times article about the Kibbe body types, um, and apparently rather than advising short women on how to look taller and thin women on how to fake an hourglass figure, Kibbe aimed to help them understand and embrace their silhouettes, which he categorized into 13 different types. And instead of the lexicon of straight or curvy bodies, um, he used aspirational language to emphasize the beauty of each body type. So the names are, instead of like endomorph, ectomorph, mesomorph, the things that we spoke about, um, these are more about shape instead of muscle building or something like that. Um, So there's dramatic, and then within that there's soft dramatic, natural, flamboyant natural, soft natural, classic, uh, dramatic classic, soft classic, gamine, flamboyant gamine, soft gamine, and romantic and theatrical romantic. Ooh, uh, romantic is what I would want to be. Um, <laughs> but I want to be uh, theatrical and flamboyant. <laughs> yeah, sure. Dramatic. Yeah. That, that's that would me. actually be my body yeah. type, I think. Um, my mental body type. Mm-hmm. No. So it's so funny that Sydney wrote in with this mm-hmm. because I've been hearing a lot about the Kibby body types okay, too. Okay, interesting. And I don't know if maybe it's a TikTok thing, like it's gone viral mm. or something recently. But yeah, I'm hearing it on podcasts. I'm I'm reading about, seeing articles pop up about it. And it's something that's existed for a while, uh-huh. but I just had never heard of it. See, I've never heard of it and I haven't seen it before this DS Teachable moment. Okay. And so I looked through it and... It sounds really interesting, right? You want to know what you are. Everybody loves a BuzzFeed quiz. We always want to categorize ourselves. A There's a reason that test? astrology is, you know, it's fun. Um, but this one, you go through and it, there's so many things that you need to make note of while you're doing it. It's like, do you have a rounded hip? Do you have sh- straight shoulders or rounded shoulders? Right. And then like there's a whole section, look at your face now, you know? And so it could be really fun, but it also could be like a disaster for somebody who's already like 
hating how they look and you know it could make you like overly obsessive about the shapes yeah. and yeah and whatever on you no I I do agree with that because and this was very very recent I learned about this I looked up the types mm-hmm. just like we're doing now mm-hmm. and I was like so overwhelmed because I'm like there are so many of them mm-hmm. and the descriptions are so thorough mm-hmm. that they start to blend together and then you're like, I guess I'm a I classic. Could be a boat. But yeah. yeah. I and it doesn't it, it it was just so overwhelming to me. Then I actually discovered on Reddit uh-huh. there is a subreddit for for the Kibby and people kind of will tell each tell other, each other what, what they, they, think they are. Yeah, because it's hard, especially if you have body dysmorphia or something. Like you can't tell. You might not know. Yeah. yeah. So what they do is they advise you to take a picture of yourself full body mm-hmm. in a bikini. Straight head on. Straight on, yeah. 90 degree angle. And some people will also take photos of themselves in different outfits so that people can contextualize like, mm-hmm. oh, that's flattering on her. So she could be this. Quote or, unquote flattering. Right. Yeah. Quote unquote flattering. But I, I was actually thinking about doing it just because I'm curious. Yeah. I'm curious what it would say that I am. One thing that I thought was so interesting that somebody wrote on this Reddit thread related to to these body types are, you know, when like you see an actress mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I always thought she was, she was so tall. much taller. Yeah. Much of the time they look taller because their heads are smaller. Mm. So when you see a red carpet photo or, you know, just a professional photo, let's say, I don't know if this is true, but let's say Hillary Swank and Kira Knightley are the same height. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they are. Mm-hmm. They're probably not. Mm-hmm. But let's say they are. One of them might look taller because... Like Kira might look it's, taller because she has a smaller head, so it or, looks farther or her away. Hips are lower or something like that. Like mm-hmm. that was the first thing that Longer you go limbs. in is does that does this person look taller than they are or shorter than they are? And it's like who knows? How do you compute that? Like how do you? I mean, I would think that I look taller than I am because people always do think I'm taller. Right? People but think but I'm is taller. Is that just because they're shorter? Right? No. The, my funniest thing is when people go, "Oh my god, you were so." Tall, so much taller on stage. And I'm like, yeah, well, the stage is pretty high. Right. The stage is like, <laughs> what, five feet? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't necessarily think this is problematic. The one thing that I think could be problematic is if you found out what your kibby type is and then you only ever bought clothes mm-hmm. that fit that aesthetic because mm-hmm. that's that's what they're trying to remove is, oh, we're not trying to get you stuff that ache that's so so-called flattering we're just trying to put you in stuff that works and makes you like look good and feel comfortable according to your body type but then it's like but that is what's flattering but that's right and so I um I follow this influencer her her handle is curvily and she posted a video the other day about how when she stopped dressing for what was quote-unquote flattering for her like her whole wardrobe expanded and her mind expanded and she she I love how she dresses you guys should follow her like and she's a, a plus size creator and curvily is the curvily. Handle. Yeah. I think that holds people back a lot of the time that, oh, this thing wouldn't work on me mm-hmm. because A, B and C and D. But like, like you were saying, that shouldn't stop you from trying the thing. There are some right. there are some shirts that I know they're going to make me upset if I put them on because of how they're structured or Absolutely. whatever. Because I've experienced them over and over and over again. And but if it's certain... like the first time that you're like, oh, maybe a. Mock turtle 
or whatever. Right. Well, I, and we've spoken about this before. Yes, like there are certain articles of clothing that I just won't wear. Yeah. Like I, I will not wear uh, an, like an A-line dress with a crew neck, like mm-hmm. up to my neck with little sleeveless sleeves. I like, won't wear cap sleeves. Yeah. You know Refuse. what? I think you're not alone there. Yeah. Cap sleeves are like the public enemy number yeah. one. I also won't wear sleeves that have uh, elastic in, oh, yeah. I in mean, like wh- the little bunch. Why would you want to cut off your blood cirque like that? I mean, some people, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't bother matter. them? Yeah. I <laughs> couldn't be me. But you know what? I will say, if I was going into an office every day and I needed to look professional, yeah. like blazers and shit, yeah. this I might assume help. that's what people wear to work. I really don't yeah. know. <laughs> but- I would use this because I never felt comfortable when I would go on job interviews mm. because I always felt like, oh, this doesn't feel like myself or, oh, it's too structured. Yeah, I'm immediately or, older. I'm matronly. Yeah. I'm manly. Always. Yeah. And, and I went to a temp agency once like to see if I could get some work. Mm-hmm. And they told me always wear a suit to an interview, mm. no matter what you're interviewing for. I don't know if I agree with this, by the way, but that's what they told me. And I thought, oh, I can't wear a suit. I don't feel like myself in a suit. Mm-hmm. But maybe if I knew my body type in this detail, yeah. I could pick structured pieces that are not quite so. They wouldn't make you feel other than yourself. Yeah. 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 It's the bulk that I don't You don't like. want to feel like you're in a costume and clothes. Right. I don't want to feel like I'm in the um, the Kanye music video. You know, you're such a fucking hoe. They're wearing like the... What? You don't know this song? I do the know video? the song. I haven't seen the video. Oh, you need to watch it. It's basically like Lego men. Mm-hmm. Like... In suits? <laughs> it's it's Kanye, mm-hmm. but like he has these huge square shoulders. Like that's how I feel in a suit. Right, right, right. See, um, and I love shoulder pads because I, according to the Kibbe... Uh, have sloped soft shoulders. Okay. So I love a structured shoulder because it makes it more angular than I'm accustomed to being. You have to go to the thrift stores. They all have shoulder padded things now. Yeah. yeah. Like they, they are so, so back. Um, yeah. But is it problematic? I don't think it's problematic. I just think don't let it, it limit it you. It seems like it's attempting to be a step up from the the words that we already use. Like pear shaped. People don't like the connotation, you know, that that has. And this is, it's more extensive than that. Instead of just being like, okay, hourglass, like I was saying, there's hourglass that has bigger arms. There's hourglass that have stick arms. There's hourglass that has little let, you know, like. Yeah, like. That's that's kind of hard to fit yourself into that type. Whereas this one, you go through the different ones and you keep a record of if you are A, B, C, D, E, I believe. And then you keep notes of how often those things recur. And then based on the combination of those things, that gives you one of these 13. So yes. 13, I think, is better than the four totally. that we've been working That's with. That's way closer to the reality of how many body types or, there actually are. Or if are. there was just curvy and straight initially, then it's like, oh, but there's so many things that fall So many in things between. in between. Yeah. I always had an issue with the term hourglass figure. Yeah. It's just the term hourglass, I thought you had to look like Jessica Rabbit right. to be considered an right. hourglass. You had to have a cinched waist and big old titties. Yeah, like basically yeah. the way Kim K looks nowadays. Yes. Like I thought that was an hourglass and who fits in that? description right but also I'm looking at the so we have a a graphic in front of us and the thing that I would say might be a little problematic about this is Mm. there's really no representation 
what it looks like above 150 pounds. There's not, but these are all photos of models. Right. You know, I, you know what I, so you just have to maybe stretch it out like to the side and be like, does this still match me? You know, you stretch the photo and make it a little wider. Oh, like with Facetune? Yeah. (laughs) I actually would be curious. I'm going to go on the Reddit later and see if there are plus size people and what their kibby types are and how you would calculate that if it's different. Oh, but that's what I wanted to say. And I'm happy I remembered. Instead of taking that whole test where you take all the measurements and, you know, the circumference of your neck and whatnot, Mm -hmm. just go on the Reddit, the subreddit. Mm -hmm. And take a photo of yourself if you're comfortable and ask people because there are people that have already done their research. That's what I'm going to do. Or find somebody with your body type, too, that has already. Yeah, but I still feel like it's the, the fun thing about this is how tailored it, it is. is to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's what I would do. I just feel weird about putting my picture up on a public forum. Also, like, like how do they know? Like they, they have all these because- trends on TikTok or whatever that they'll be like, oh, am I a summer or a spring or a winter or whatever? And then like. Everyone says different things in the comments. So yeah. how do you know? I just think this particular thing, there are people who are who really, really know? into it, okay. really into it, know their stuff, and they're all on the Reddit. So okay. I, I would just check usually that out. think of Reddit as like a toxic place. I don't know. Just like a little like, how do, how do we verify this information? That's true. I mean, some people are talking out of their ass on there. Yeah. But I don't know. I think the Kibby Body Type subreddit is a pretty... um intellectual place if okay. I had to I'll get, have to check you know. it out it's it's very niche and it's people who have done their research yeah and that's what I'm gonna do I just feel a little weird I feel like I would need to wear a mask or something I don't know I, I feel weird oh, about yeah. it do a mask but, but that's the other thing is they fucking so you I, need to I, see I the went, size of my head I went through the whole thing and I was like okay so my shoulders all right my hips my legs or whatever and then it's like okay now look at your face I'm like oh god not like, the face <laughs> <laughs> no but like oh and like your bone structure whatever and it's like it, you really you're breaking yourself down and I think if you can keep a positive mindset about it or a neutral mindset that's great yeah. but for me I already started spiraling that I was yeah. like ugh but then yeah, on and the I flip think- I was like oh wait this is cool that um certain like legs and hips look like mine because yeah. I don't I don't really see those often and yeah like I I do think that it could be freeing yeah especially if you're somebody who doesn't like to buy a lot of clothes if you're somebody who likes to invest in more expensive pieces that will last you longer mm-hmm. it is helpful to know like what things will work for me in the sense of like what will be most flattering for photography things mm. like that like there are certain situations that you might n- benefit from this mm-hmm. so anyway bags and shoes you guys always will make your outfit look better and will flatter you that's that's the truth bags and shoes um i will update you guys if and when i get the chutzpah to go on the Reddit mm-hmm. thread and put my picture on there. Yeah, maybe I'll do it too. I don't know. Or maybe I'll just try to do it myself and we'll see what our results are based okay. on that. Yeah, that would be fun. I like this DS Teachable moment because it was not proving us wrong. It was just telling us something new, amazing. Yeah. But we do like the ones that prove us wrong as well. And here we go with those bad boys. It feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Smalls. 
Small's cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your own fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some Small's to my friend in Brooklyn who is fostering kittens, and they took to it right away. It is delicious. It is nutritious. It is easy to serve. Yum, yum, yum. Eat it up. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh, protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. After switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Head to smalls.com DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. Guys, as many of you know, I've been on an alcohol-free journey. Please don't hold it against me that I just said journey, but I have. And one thing that I've really missed on this journey is beer. But now with Athletic Brewing, I'm able to get that delicious beer-like taste in my mouth without any of the alcohol. It's amazing. Just so you guys know, I used to love sours. I'm a big sour drinker and I really miss that taste. And now I don't have to miss out on it. It's amazing. Whether you're trying to cut back or you just want to explore a non-alcoholic alternative, Athletic Brewing is often a game changer. They offer a variety of different full-flavored brews with no alcohol allowing you to sip and celebrate anytime and anywhere. Do you like hazy IPAs, sweet fruity sours? Now you can enjoy this style without the hangover the next day. They offer hassle-free delivery right to your door when you order at athleticbrewing.com. Athletic brews bevs you can drink anytime, anywhere, and still go right back to whatever you were doing. It's a great fit for parenting, playing sports, watching sports, doing chores, late nights, and early mornings, so you can imbibe without worry. Try Athletic Brewing non-alcoholic beers for yourself. Use code DST to get 15% off your first order at athleticbrewing.com. That's code DST at checkout for 15% off your first order. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. 
Just go to newly, that's N-U-U-L-Y.com and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. All right, so DST listener Nikki said, okay, had to chime in on washing gym clothes. And I think this might be person to person and workout specific. I wash mine nine times out of 10 after every wear. I used to wash all gym clothes together and regular clothes separately, but as long as you don't use liquid softener and don't dry them, you can wash all together. Softeners and drying reduce the moisture wicking. Oh, yeah. See, that's what I was concerned about. What is moisture wicking? You know, that material that leggings are made out of that it's like not scuba material, but like neoprene? Spandex? Yeah, sure. Spandex. Lycra? I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> Spandex. Spandex? It's a right, not a privilege. Mm. <laughs> no, it, 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 that's what oh, I yes. was saying it is last. A right. Sorry, I, I initially thought you were going to say the old Oh, no, no, old I way. switched it. It is a right. Um, that's what I was saying when we were originally speaking about this was like, mm-hmm. I always worry about the material getting mm-hmm. worn out, mm-hmm. the elasticity. Mm-hmm. So, so she's saying don't use softeners for that reason. Well, okay. I don't use and softeners. Don't, don't dry either. It's just one extra thing you have to buy softeners. So I don't do it. Also um, redrying. I think it's fun to hang them over the shower and let them dry. Cause it's like, look what I did. Look at my little accomplishment drying there. Oh, that's cute. You know, I do have a drying rack Th- or that, that I too. use for many things. Also visible. And then she said, that said, I wash every time because I do sweat a lot. And a lot of that is vag sweat. All right. Okay. Uh, I can look like I pissed myself after every workout, which just made me laugh so much. And I I hear you, man. Uh, Nikki, write in. Do you ever think you got your period while you were at the gym, but it turned out to just be sweat? Do you have Or like discharge? Well... Yeah, no, it's happened. Uh-huh. I don't I don't really have vag sweat, but like if I'm out in the heat, uh-huh. then yeah, I'm sweating all over. If I'm in the gym, it's mainly the back. Yeah. My ba- back. I was going to say I don't sweaty. know if my vag sweats so much, but it's always like the down the butt. For mm-hmm. me, down the back and butt. Mhm. That's a culprit. That's a yeah. culprit right there. Um, but yeah, I think you're probably right that it's workout and person specific because there's definitely yeah. workouts that I'm like I didn't really do anything. I mean, she's admitting to sweating a lot. Maybe she's doing hit workouts. And th- I mean, certainly like different workouts do make you sweat more. Yeah. But it also depends on how much you sweat at a base level. Yeah. For things that I do at the gym, usually it's usually it's lifting, you know, maybe some light treadmill work. But mm-hmm. there's really not the opportunity to soak my clothes to in sweat. sweat buckets. So I will leave them out and I'll rewear them for a few days. Yeah. But but. Never more than like three times. But to some people that might be gross. I think you could be safe with a sniff test, right? Like any other clothes. Just take a whiff. If it's not offensive, put them back on. If it is, throw them in the wash and don't dry them. Guys, let us know how often you wash your gym clothes. We are just curious and would like everybody's input. All the input. Do you want to take this next one? Absolutely. Okay. Lauren submitted this comment. I take antidepressants and gained weight when I first started taking them. I practice intuitive eating, body acceptance, etc., but I still had a moment of adjustment that my body would change with antidepressants. Curious of your thoughts on this topic and how antidepressants are obviously something a lot of people need and the push-pull of mental health versus physical appearance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, 
<laughs> right up top, I'm going to say I really don't like how weight gain from antidepressants has become something that like psychiatrists will specifically warn you about yeah. and like instill the fear in you. I remember I was trying to get uh, an anti-anxiety, which I did get prescribed. Mm -hmm. And the psychiatrist wanted to weigh me. And I said, oh, no, I, I don't want to be weighed. This is, you know, not necessary. It's for my brain. And the reason why she told me I should be weighed is because, you know, this can make a lot of people gain weight. So it's good to know a starting point so mm -hmm. that you know, you know, in a few weeks or a few months, if you gained weight. And I said, well, but if I don't care, why does it matter if I yeah. know yeah. that? You know, why do I need to know that? Yeah. And this was, she even knew that I had a history with disordered eating. Jesus. She knew the extent of it. You know, I told, I told her I haven't yeah. weighed myself in four years. Yeah. You know, I was very vocal about it. And I think it's just one of these things that has become standard practice, like warn people about the weight gain because a lot of people get upset about the weight gain. Right. Um, spoiler alert, I didn't gain any weight when I started taking SSRIs. It happens to some people uh -huh. and it depends on the SSRI. I was um, going to say it must be psychosomatic sometimes too if they're telling you that you're going to gain weight like you expect it. Yeah. And, and also then maybe, maybe you gained a little weight because you're still depressed. Oh, yeah. Maybe you're taking the antidepressant and maybe it's not. Or like maybe working. you're taking the antidepressant and you're not depressed anymore. And now you ah, can eat. There you go. Some people cannot eat when they're depressed. Right. Like, so yeah, no, I love that you said that it's so annoying that they would even warn you about it because it's something that they're bringing to your mind that like, you're like, I would just, I was coming here to get well in my brain. Um, and what Lauren's saying, uh, the push-pull of mental health versus physical appearance, it's got to be mental health every time. You have to take care of your brain because it controls every part of you. And if you're ha not happy in your brain, it's really hard to like your body. Yeah. Even, even if it is, quote-unquote, your ideal body, your, quote-unquote, perfect body, you know, whatever. Like, there have been times that I have had that body and I am so fucking depressed that you cannot enjoy life. Yeah. What is the point of having your ideal body if you are miserable yeah. in that body? Yeah. And that's what I always go back to is like, what is the point? Like, no, but really ask yourself, like, mm -hmm. is it to flex on people? Is it to look good in pictures? Is it to attract a guy or what, or mm. attract a partner yeah, and or that whatever? That used to be a factor for that me That used too. to be a huge factor. But then it's like, okay, you get the partner. You're still depressed. Then you're wondering, can I go on these meds? Will this partner still like me? Because uh -huh. I'm under the assumption that they like me because of what I look like. You know, that's the other thing is when you put so much emphasis on what you look like, you assume that that's what people value you for as well. Yeah. And I think nourishing like your mental health and stuff, you start to really see like, oh, these are other wins about me. These are other reasons why people could love me. And then you might worry about gaining weight less because you just happen to love yourself. Yeah, totally. That being said, you know, I've been through this, like mm -hmm. gaining weight can affect your mental health as well. I'm going through it right now. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's just how I feel about it. You know, like it's I'm having so many feelings. Right. But if I didn't have my Lexapro, I think I would feel them much stronger. Well, there you go. Yeah. I, I feel know? like that's indisputable. It's yeah. like, yeah, I, I, I think part of being an adult, which sucks mm -hmm. and I'm not going to pretend it doesn't suck 
is choosing to prioritize certain things because you know they're good for you Mm -hmm. and not giving in to every impulse just because it might feel good in Mm -hmm. the moment or because you have this fantasy that if I do this, then I will be more aspirational or Mm -hmm. I will be, you know, my ideal whatever. I still have those thoughts. Anytime Uh, we get sent out to do a a class pass or smash, I'm like, oh my God, what if this accidentally makes me ripped? You know, (laughs) what if I'm accidentally like, perfect after and I have to be like stop it right you know it's just not it's not good that's funny that you have that thought isn't that bad because the thought I always have is what if they send us to this workout class and I die (laughs) what if they send me to berries and I fall off the fucking treadmill I know they make you sprint would be an amazing episode for me tbh you know it actually would be a great story Mm. that's what I always tell myself anyway but yeah no if you are going through shit like I get it it yeah. feels like a thing, but take your antidepressants and don't you, go off your meds, girl. You can still go to the gym. You can still, you know, just just take care of yourself. Yeah. Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We have one more, and this one is chock full of important information. 
Rachel submitted, hi, I just want to comment on the most recent episode with Emily's sister. I am a physician's assistant, and I just wanted to clarify to the person asking about the gynecologist. The recommendations are actually to start getting pap smears at 21 years old. That's later than I said. Is that later than you said? Uh-huh. I mean, I said, I, I believe I, I said, said you should go to the colleges your when you're 18 or when you lose your virginity, mm. which I still kind of think is a good idea. Well, like, this I think, person says 21. Yeah, but don't you think 21 is a little... Well, okay. I think I think go when you like need to go or whatever, but I think if you are sexually active and you have like your reproductive system has started menstruating, like check in. Yeah. Why can't, not? Can't hurt. Can't hurt. Can't hurt. Okay, so to start getting PAPs at 21 years old, and if the results are normal, you should get them every three years until 30. Oh, mm. okay. So you okay. don't need to go every year until you're 30. Mm. I, I need to schedule if, an appointment. If the results are normal, I get abnormal PAPs all the time. Oh, do you? Yeah. And so I have to do something called a colposcopy where they punch the inside of your cervix and they take a biopsy and they make sure that you're not cancer positive. Do you feel that? That sounds uncomfortable. It's horrible. I really don't like it. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, but true. I think that's why I said you had to go more than often because I have those abnormal results. Yeah. Uh, everyone's vag is different. It's so true. Um, okay. And then, so after you're 30, then you can go every three to five years. Years? I guess. Wow. I'm very surprised. Mm-hmm. I got to say, I- I'm being taught. Um, you can also get away with a PCP if they do your pap smears. You don't have to go to gynecology if you don't have any specific issues. Hmm. Okay. And she says, I just didn't want that girl to feel like she was doing something terribly wrong. I definitely don't think you need to go twice a year unless you have gynecological issues. Okay, fair. Yeah. A lot of women do, I will say, like, I feel like every woman I know gets UTIs at least like a couple times a year or something. I mean, if I, you do go in, if yeah. you don't, I, I don't want to make anybody feel bad about no, anything or never. I don't want to make you feel nervous or whatever. If you oh, haven't gone, yeah. you can still always go. By the way, guys, I don't know if I said this on that episode, but I'm pretty sure I didn't see a gynecologist until I was like 24. Mm-hmm. Like, I-, I didn't see a gynecologist for a very long time. So I'm not here preaching like, oh, you have to go when you're 18 or else you're not taking care of yourself. No. And I it started I started early because I was having sex early and I was getting, uh, I-, I got HPV the first time I had sex. And so oh. that's the reason why I have to get pap smears a lot. Oh, so there you so go. So that's, yes. Yeah. So, I-, I mean, it's very, very normal to be nervous about it. And I'm happy that Rachel has empowered us with this knowledge knowledge yeah thank you rachel should we read some listener submitted last licks since we're doing listener submissions i think we should just stay on trend perfect um okay so we are doing the ones that you guys submitted instead of our personal last licks and so we're going to do a little would you rather and then we'll tell you what you rathered what What you you guys rather would have rathered what you would have rathered anyway (laughs) anyway So this first one is beef stew and mashed potatoes, cold weather comfort food, or pasta, tomato sauce, and meatballs all from scratch. No brainer. It's the pasta and meatballs. Do you know? What? Oh, yeah. Do you know for like 15 (laughs) years of my life, Uh anytime I would go to a a restaurant, like a diner or an Italian restaurant, Mm -hmm. spaghetti and meatballs, side of pickles. 
Interesting. (laughs) And there was this place called Pizza and Brew Mm -hmm. in the town that I grew up in. And then we moved out of that town. But we were driving through one day and we were like, oh, let's stop and go to Pizza and Brew for old time's sake. The waitress comes over. I say, hey, can I have spaghetti and meatballs, side of pickles? She goes, I remember you. That's amazing. Yeah, by my order. That's a, well, because it's so strange. I guess it's so specific, but hey, I mean, a little, a little uh, snap of vinegar with your, I guess tomato sauce is acidic too. I don't know. It just goes together. You like well. it. Well, I like so it. So for me, it was very obviously beef stew and mashed potatoes. Okay. So like when we were looking at each other, like this is an we're obvious like, choice. Duh. We're thinking the opposite, opposite thing. Yeah. So beef stew is very special to me, yeah. especially since uh, during COVID lockdown, we were with Ben's parents, as I said a million times, they do not eat red meat. Uh, his dad is a pescatarian, so we would not eat meat in the house. So Ben and I, we would have these like little getaways or whatever where we would go like if we were quarantining for 14 days or something and we had traveled, we'd go get a hotel room that had a kitchen and we would make beef stew like every oh, you'd fucking it. day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it, we put it over mashed potatoes. We put it over noodles, any starches. Whoa. I do think um, a beef stew on noodles is underrated. It's divine. It is divine. Egg noodles specifically oh interesting all right you guys went with emily on this one yeah so 64 percent of you agreed with me mm-hmm. that the spaghetti and meatballs made from scratch is the superior choice and 36 percent of you are having a nice cozy party with me and some stew you know i, I love a stew too it, like it's not like uh i have anything against the stew for sure it's just i think it depends what your comfort food is yeah and for me spaghetti and like i said spaghetti and meatballs it's always been the answer i no love, matter what the i question. love it too however i think it's it's more rare to be able to like it takes a long time to get a beef stew yeah you Do know you, did you make it in a um slow Crock cooker pot. <sighs> or wait what's the yeah slow cooker yeah yeah Th- that is the best when you make a big batch of stew mm-hmm. in the slow cooker and then you have it in the fridge for any time you want stew. Mm-hmm. Or you freeze it and you can have it months later. I would love one of those water cooler dispensers just full of beef stew. See, look who likes beef stew. Yeah, but I, okay, that's what I'm saying. I do like beef yeah. stew, but between that and spaghetti, I'm going for spaghetti. Okay, how, right. about, how about this? Our next one is taco salad in a crispy tortilla bowl. Mm. Or buff chicken pizza and Caesar salad. Oh, oh, I think that's buffalo. Yeah, it is buffalo. I was like <laughs> naked. I was like, he's really strong. <laughs> uh, buff has a lot of um, different definitions. Okay, the this nails is, won't scratch you. This is actually difficult for mm-hmm. me. Um, I think I would go with taco salad mm-hmm. in a crispy tortilla bowl. I. I really love tacos and I really love taco salad. I, those flavors just, they never quit. I would have to agree just because I don't like toppings on my pizza really. See, and that's another thing. I didn't say it because I didn't want to cause a controversy. Mm-hmm. But now that you've said it, I feel safe. I think plain pizza is always better than any like topping yeah pizza. for me like, it's a texture thing and it's a neatness thing like I don't like things falling all over each other but if I like if I do have toppings I'll eat them off first I think 
You pick them off. I'll pick them off and eat them. Like I don't dislike the toppings themselves. I just don't like the combo. I will eat pizza with toppings. I just think they kind of fuck up the integrity of the pizza. Like, Well, now you're being controversial. (laughs) (laughs) What I mean by that is like when you go to a pizza place, if you want to taste whether the pizza is actually good, you Mm. need to try the plain because Mm -hmm. if you try the toppings, it's just going to taste like the toppings. Mm. And my brother... My brother doesn't live in New York, so whenever he comes to visit, he wants pizza because we have the best pizza. New York Don't pizza. at me. And he loves, wait for it, okay, bacon and garlic on his pizza. Hmm. Repulsive. I don't think that's repulsive. It's repulsive, Remy. You want to okay. know why? Okay. <laughs> you might as well not even put it on pizza. Just eat, eat bacon, the bacon and garlic. And garlic? You're not getting any flavors. What about aside- the sauce? I. You don't taste it. And and this is, I'm going a step further, bacon. Bacon is the worst because it just makes everything taste like bacon. Get out of here. <laughs> I know. Leave. I know. Everybody loves it, but I just think it taints the food. Like, unless it's- Don't a- put bacon and taint in the same <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Somebody's out there putting bacon, bacon on in their, their taint. taint. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's my personal opinion, and I, I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. All right, so we say fuck you to the pizza. So what did the listener say? So the listener said, we're correct. Small margin, 54% of them are with us in a crispy tortilla bowl. And then there's 46% people that don't mind toppings on their pizza. There you go. And they might even love it. That's pretty close, though. That that yeah, percentage. That's, that's that, I mean, close. you guys were neck and neck. Yeah. Okay, the last one. Would you rather roasted pumpkin and chicken salad with walnuts, orange, and pumpkin seeds? Yum, 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 she says. Or lemongrass chicken burrito, Vietnam slash Mexico collaboration restaurant? Ooh. Okay. This is tough. Yeah. Look at the menu. Let me see. Is there any (laughs) protein in the? Yes, it's roasted pumpkin with chicken salad. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, roasted pumpkin and chicken salad. Mm -hmm. So it's one thing Mm -hmm. with walnuts, orange, pumpkin seeds. That sounds interesting. Okay. Lemongrass chicken burrito. See, I don't know what else is in the burrito. So Mm. I'm going to go with the chicken salad. Also, I love a chicken salad, which is weird because I always thought I didn't like it Mm -hmm. because it looks gross. Mm. And then when I finally tried it, I was like, it's delicious. Got to get one of these. It's and a chicken salad. You know what I, you know what <laughs> I do? Sometimes I'll get a rotisserie chicken. Ah. Eat the chicken yes. like the, um, the thighs yes. for dinner. And then I will Make cut a chicken up. salad the next yeah, day. Yeah. It's my favorite thing to have Ben do. <laughs> it's so, yeah, right? Is he good with the knife? He's good with the knife. Yeah. I, I always get mad if we don't use our rotisserie for a chicken salad at some point. It's just... It, it, it's like the reason to get a rotisserie chicken. A hundred percent. And then you make yourself a little sandwich. Um, always, and I mean always, guys, put celery or celery seed in your chicken salad. Like mm. celery seed, they sell the little spice containers. Celery because, seed? Yeah, celery seed. Um, it's a it's a spice that you can put oh. on. Yeah. Does it taste like celery? It's slight. Yes. Okay. It's from the celery. Okay. And it's slightly salty. And so it adds like this flavor profile that um, it just makes it taste really good. So try that. What would you choose? Okay. So you're in for the chicken salad. I'm in for the chicken salad, in for a pound. And I agree. 
Wonderful. Unfortunately, the listeners do not. What? Only 33% of them went with us, but that's okay because I'm 33 years old and I love that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, maybe some of you are just too scared to try chicken salad. Maybe. Um, I also... Um, 67% said they would be down for the burrito from the Vietnamese Mexican collab restaurant. I have never really had a good experience at a collab restaurant. I, you know, I was scared to say this and Remy just, she's fearless. Like, okay, but but that's a personal thing. I know that there are good ones or whatever. I've just, I went to a Mexican and Italian collab restaurant once and I ordered, uh, fried ravioli and it just was so bad. That's not my thing. It sounded good. It was so bad. Yeah. Um, no, I'm sure there. You know what? No, you know, there are there are there good, are good okay. ones. Yeah. In, but some of them, I'm just I'm just wary of because I'm like I like what I like. I like it to be Mexican food, or I want it to be Italian food, and then it, you never know what you're gonna get with the with the fusion, the breeding. I also the crossbreeding, the crossbreeding. <laughs> But also another thing is like, I think we've been burned so many times because it's fun and it's alluring to go to a um, Ethiopian slash Australian restaurant, right? Like yeah. that sounds fun and funky mm-hmm. and cool. What kind of pies are they making? Exactly. Yeah. Do they have kangaroo in them? Oh, I hope not. Um, <laughs> I've actually had kangaroo meat before. It's, have you? It's bad. Okay, it's good. Bad. It's like really gamey. Anyway. We've been burned because that seems fun, right? Mm-hmm. But then you go in and it's always a crapshoot. Yeah. But of course it can be done right. There's um, a place that's Japanese combined with Mexican mm-hmm. in my neighborhood that is really good. Shout out Warude. Okay. Um, really good bowls. But I think what they do is they don't put all the crazy sauces and all the... Like, I think with fusion, sometimes they go overboard. Mm. They include too many different factors from different things. It's too many different flavors yeah. and it gets confused. Yeah. You got to keep it simple, stupid. K-I-S-S. <laughs> Ooh. You make that up? No, I didn't. Okay. please. Yeah, no. Lie to me. <laughs> I made it up. Great. I love it. Brilliant. That's it for today's episode, you guys. Be sure to send your questions to dst at betches.com to get them answered. Follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram. If you liked this episode, please write us a review. And don't forget to check out our DST merch on shop.betches.com. Rate, review, subscribe to the show. And then, of course, follow me at Remy Casimir. Follow me at Lubination. And, of course, we're always with you. Through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Aliza Zinn. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Aliza Zinn. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com or your voicemails to 212-287-5650. Betches.